my dear friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host. And thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Please stay with us uh, during this program because we are going to have a wonderful time together. We are um, also having a few surprises for you there. Um, particularly, we would like to give you a gift today. And uh, that our free offer will come a bit later on. Uh, for that uh, reason, I'll encourage you to jot down uh, right now, if you don't have it yet, the number where you can text us. And through this uh, number, you can text us your thoughts, your uh, questions. Uh, you can be part of this program uh, today. The number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. I would like to welcome uh, our co-host today, and it's David Lima from Family Voice Australia. Good to have you with us, David, joining us over the phone from Port Augusta. Yes, Nick, it's great to be broadcasting with you once again. Hey, David, uh, today we are um, going to look at something very beautiful. Um, a question uh, I have here is, what did Jesus mean? Let not your heart be troubled. Now, this is in the context, uh, David, of uh, our uh, main topic for the whole week, making sense of conspiracy theories. We dealt with some of the questions like, uh, does the Bible have anything to say about conspiracy theories? Does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? And how do I identify a conspiracy theory? My friend loves conspiracy theories. How can I help? David, I believe you came across uh, these sorts of things, you know, as you travel around from uh, place to place, you know, different groups. And uh, people have these sort of uh, questions. Um, what's your experience in this regard? Well, Nick, I frequently get emails from all sorts of people, including Christian leaders, who are saying to me, oh, you've got to look at this. This is the latest thing that's happening, uh, most concerning, etc., etc." And when I look into it, frequently I find that it really is just made up by someone. Mm. It's very important, Nick, that we don't just take things on face value, the latest conspiracy theory that it's, that's out there. Now, some some of the things that are sent through, especially by email or on social media, they could be correct, mm -hmm. but others are, are just made up by troublemakers. And so it's very important to look back, look for the source, where did it come from, and to find out the origin of the, of the matter. So frequently when I do that, I realize that it's just been made up. It's a hoax. It's often someone who perhaps has fallen away from the Christian faith mm. and is making trouble for Christians. So we've got to bear in mind those words you've quoted from Jesus, who said, let not your heart be troubled. That's, that's our first response, is not to be anxious mm -hmm. about some purported conspiracy, but in a prayerful and calm, deliberate manner to look into the situation and find out whether it's true or whether it's a hoax 
And if it's true, that may require some action on our part. And if it's a hoax, then we just need to remind people, please, before you send stuff through email to everyone on your address book, please check it out. Otherwise, you're just upsetting people unnecessary and unnecessarily and wasting their time. Yeah, you have to verify these things. But also, David, it's very hard, actually, to verify some of them, you know, uh, because that's what it is a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, if it can't be verified, then we have to be very, very careful to take it with a pinch of salt, as they say. And that means that we don't just believe anything that people tell us mm. when we look into it. The, the Bible says, test everything. Mm -hmm. That's a very helpful piece of advice from the Apostle Paul. Test everything. Drill down. Look into it. Uh, get some advice. Do a Google search. Uh, it, it's amazing how quickly you can identify whether something is true or false. And if we cannot see clearly that it is true, well, then we, we simply cannot take it on face value. It might be true, but maybe not. So we can't share it as truth. We can only only share it as a possibility. Mm, mm. And we are going to come uh, a bit later on to expand on this a little bit more with, with this uh, very beautiful uh, teaching and advice from Jesus, let not your heart be troubled, because yes. uh, you cannot change things. You know, even uh, if you identify some conspiracy theories, sometimes you cannot change things. And rather than to be uh, worried, upset, or even anxious or whatever, we should trust in God, trust in exactly. uh, our Lord Jesus Christ that he will lead, he will pull us through, he will help us, he will, everything what happens under the sun, uh, David, um, it's with a reason. God is in control. This is true. Mm. This is true. So Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. It's from the 14th chapter of John's gospel, if any of the listeners want to look it up. Mm -hmm. John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Mm. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Mm. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. So Jesus is really saying, okay, there are troubles, there are difficulties in this world, but our hope is an eternal one, and he is preparing for us a place for us to go, and that is incredibly comforting. Absolutely, and this one, it's also telling us something else, uh, David, that uh, uh, we are here just uh, temporarily. Uh, for a while, you know, while Jesus is preparing us a place, we are in a preparation time as Christians and yes. we encourage people, particularly because you're right when you said a bit earlier, uh, there are many leaders in the Christendom uh, to send out all sorts of messages, which uh, many times can confuse people. You know, we should be the, the light of the world. We should exactly. be the salt of the world, you know, and yes. with these messages, we can confuse people. Probably even unconsciously, we can do the work of the enemy. We can. You know. Yes, we, we've got to be very careful. We've got to check our sources, get our facts straight, and not just go along with any fashionable wind of teaching that might blow through. Yes, yes. Now, David, let me um, tackle for a couple of minutes, you know, something which um, we should... Uh, Let's say respect, pay attention. Uh, now, around the, this time of the year, uh, in September 29th, 
um, is the um, Police Remembrance Day. Is that right? Yes. That's yeah. right. Now, uh, national, the, yes? national, national Police Remembrance Day. Correct. Now, the police right now here in Australia, they are on the front line, particularly in places like Melbourne, as we speak, you know, yes. uh, when, you know, and where there, there is so much unrest there. Um, very briefly, I, I saw some images, you know, through the television uh, about what happens there in the last, uh, you know, uh, few days. Uh, what's your opinion in regard to this, uh, David? Yes. Uh, because, yeah, sometimes uh, you can be, you can have the sword in your hand, uh, to say it so, but you can use it in uh, in different ways, you know, in the good way or the wrong way. Well, yeah, That's share with, share a little bit with, uh, with us. Uh, what's your uh, opinion about this? Yes, uh, our police are under huge stress and... Uh, there have been some 800 who have been killed over the course of policing in Australia. Uh, 800. Mm-hmm. And so that works out to be about two to three per year. So you think about that, Nick. Every time the police officer puts the uniform on to go to work, they could well be wondering, is this is this my last day mm-hmm. on the planet? Mm-hmm. Because people shoot at the police and they run, they try to run them over and they abuse them and spit at them and it's just completely stressful and uh, unfortunately it's it's often the case that when any of us are not in tune with the holy spirit if if we're not being refreshed by worshiping god by praying to him being comforted by his holy spirit that we can lash out in anger and there are there are many examples of where that happens and so we need to be praying for the police because they're really doing god's work they are civic authorities, and all of the civic authorities conceptually have been raised up by God, according to Romans 13. Mm-hmm. And we are called as a New Testament priority in First Timothy chapter 2 to pray for all the authorities. So it's easy for us to criticize the authorities, and they don't always get it right. We know that. And there is corruption in different places. We know this. But are we praying for the police mm. are we loving the police are we encouraging them thanking them how hard is it to to send a card to the local police station uh, on the 29th of september to say thank you for the work you're doing you know, no one ever thanks the police yeah. for their for their very difficult task absolutely and uh, david as uh, again i mentioned that you you travel a lot you know and going from place to place church to church yeah. uh, i think this is a good opportunity actually for us all to remember this and even uh, pay um, you know pay respect for the work they do um, and uh, uphold them in in prayer absolutely and they also have the unenviable task of having to knock on the door and say, I'm so sorry, your son or daughter has been killed in a car mm. crash. Uh, you know, this is just an occupational hazard of police. It's part of the job. They, they attend car crashes. They attend attempted or completed suicide situations. Uh, it's a very, very demanding job, and it requires a, a real nurture from the people of God, our prayers, and our encouragement. Right. Now, uh, you pointed out that the police force, uh, it's on um, tremendous pressure, you know, uh, because of the situation going on. I mean, uh, right now is because of this uh, pandemic and all the uh, misunderstanding of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we have also the examples there where uh, 
it can be an abuse and then people are just pointing out to that thing and discredited the whole uh, purpose, the whole work of the police force. They are. It's not the fault of the police that we have COVID and it's not the fault of police that we have restrictions. Mm. And the police are there to carry out the law and the law is what it is and uh, people have a right to speak up about that. Mm. No problem. They can do so on social media. They don't need to break the law in order to make a point and they certainly don't need to take it out of the police who are simply there to make sure that the law is enforced. Uh, so I think it's it's most unfortunate what is going on in Victoria and our, our thoughts and prayers are with the police who are having to put up with this. Yes. David, how do you feel to pray right now, actually, for yeah. the police force? Yes. Great idea, Nick. Thank you. Our Father, we thank you for the police. We thank you that, like all the civic authorities, they've been raised up by you to do your work. We thank you that you yourself have said that you will watch over the city and that we need to put our trust in you, uh, otherwise the watchmen stand guard in vain. Lord, we don't want our police officers to stand guard in vain. We want you to watch over the city, and we want you to use our police. So may they be reformed, each one of them. May they be touched by your Holy Spirit, strengthened, comforted, exhorted, and ready to be agents of social transformation and enrichment. So bless and protect each police officer and their families, we ask, and may they realize how important it is within your kingdom that they do their job uh, as unto the Lord and being mindful of his great love and his great interest in justice. This we ask in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, David. It was beautiful. Let's take a short break here, if we can, David, and we'll uh, come back uh, shortly. I'm going to play a song, and I'm just reminding our listeners that uh, you need to have ready that number, which I will give it to you right now, again, 0488-880811. And through that number, you can request the free offer, which we have uh, for you today. After the song, uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about the offer. Enjoy this beautiful song by Gavin Chatelier. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Oh, let the mighty man glory in his might Let not the rich man glory in his riches But let him that glory, glory in this That he understand and know me Loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in all the earth. For in these things do I delight. In these things do I delight. In these things do I delight. Sayeth the Lord. In these things do I delight. In these things do I delight 
In these things do I delight, saith the Lord. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is David De Lima, who is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. Welcome to the program, David. And we are enjoying this program. That was a wonderful song by um, Gavin Chatelier, uh, David. And I believe, yeah, we all should um, place ourselves in the arms of Jesus. But before we moving on, David, uh, I would like to give that wonderful book our free offer for today, and that's Signs of Hope. If you like to have this one in your hands, you just need to send a text message to our number, which we provided, and I'm mentioning this again, 0488880811. And you can just send a that code SA17. SA stands for South Australia and number 17. And this book will be yours free of charge. No obligation. David, we are talking today in particular about uh, what did Jesus mean? Let not your heart be troubled. Yes. Now, yes. Can you expand a little bit? Indeed, yes. Jesus made those words because he sensed that the hearts of his disciples were troubled. And the main reason that they were troubled was because Jesus kept upsetting their ideas of who he was. It's as simple as that. They were so thrilled to be around Jesus because he was a miracle worker, a prophet, a healer, a preacher, a rabbi, a teacher. They also thought that he was going to overthrow the Roman occupation force Mm -hmm. and uh, perhaps some of those protesters in melbourne need to pay attention to this (laughs) they they thought that that through force jesus would be overcoming the roman oppressive government Uh, now he did overthrow the roman government but not by force but by love 
mm. and by the change of hearts and minds. Uh, so the Roman Empire crumbled away, whereas the Christian church goes from strength to strength. But the disciples didn't understand this. And even though Jesus told them again and again and again that he would be handed over, he would he would suffer, he would die, but he will rise. And it just went in one ear and out the other. But they were troubled by his remarks. And at one point, of course, Peter took Jesus aside and rebuked him for this kind of talk. Mm -hmm. And Jesus turned on Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. So you see the disciples, they they had their own plan. They had their own agenda, and it wasn't fitting in with the Lord's agenda. Yes. And it was causing them to have troubled hearts. So Jesus said, uh, don't worry, it's going to work out. I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, your eternal destiny is secure. So you've got nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. But they were very troubled because they couldn't see beyond the immediate crisis that was looming on the horizon yes yes absolutely and uh, as you just pointed out with uh, whatever happens i mean we we keep referring you know to what's going on in melbourne uh, right now under our own eyes there you know you may end up to direct not only yourself but the mob people to a different direction different agenda yes and uh, yeah it's very important to um to realize to understand yeah. I mean, what we are going through, yeah. Those, those protesters are, are anxious. They're deeply anxious. In fact, the whole country is anxious because of this COVID pandemic. And we are not judging them, you know. I mean, we are not in a position right here to say uh, one or the other, you know, because we don't understand, you, you know, the yeah. things. And many things, uh, uh, David, are um, going through the emotions, you know, uh, through the feelings, all those things, you know, how you feel. And I must confess myself that uh, uh, sometimes I lose my temper, you know, mm -hmm. and I uh, and it's not good. And I have to apologize for that. Maybe even uh, uh, live now through the radio, you know, <laughs> uh, we can do those things. Uh, yes. But uh, David, um, are our emotions wrong? Is no, there a place? No, is there a place to be emotional? Yes, yes. Well, the, the emotions that we have are part of our humanity. Mm -hmm. we, we have a wonderful capacity which other parts of, of creation do not enjoy. Uh, we can have compassion. Uh, we can appreciate irony and humor. And all of these relate to our emotionality. So having emotions is a part of God's creation for human beings especially. Uh, so that means that it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's a, it's okay to experience grief and loss mm -hmm. reactions. But still in the midst of that, Jesus is saying that there is a hope for us so that no matter how bad things are, how bad the lockdown might be or how, how bad the prognosis might be, mm. because we have this heavenly hope, then our our light and momentary troubles, uh, as the scripture puts it uh, in the book of Hebrews, our light and momentary troubles, they really pale into insignificance. That's why we can, through faith in Christ, we can let not our hearts be troubled. Mm, mm. Yeah, now you're right. Um, and you mentioned about, you know, to have hope. And that book which we are offering today for people, and I'll mention this again because I think it's, this is wonderful to, to have this kind of book in your hands. 
the signs of hope. You just need to send us a text message uh, on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one with the code SA seventeen. Now this book, uh, David refers again to the things which we talked about you know in a world in this world which uh, life is no longer sacred you know um, hunger and poverty and uh, rampant and natural disasters are worse than ever before i mean uh, on the news now you you saw probably uh, those pictures from spain you know with that volcano erupting and people losing all their uh, uh, you know belongings and even their lives you know People find themselves hoping against hope that things will get better. Now, uh, we can turn the TV, as I said, every day and uh, uh, look in the news and you will be bombarded with the stories of uh, vicious crimes, cruel wars and terrible disasters from all um, appearances. Uh, our world seems to be hurting and, and, and hurtling towards a catastrophic finale. But who's to blame for all this uh, chaos? Anyway, uh, David, is there actually a relational explanation for the horrific events that take place each uh, and every day? Well, we live in a fallen world Mm. because we have brought sin into the world. Mm. We've we've messed it up, Mm. and so so it's, it's now it's now up to us to recognize that that Christ is redeeming all of creation, mm. uh, individuals as well as the whole cosmos, and he will, in fact, make a new heaven and a new earth, as the scriptures say. And meanwhile, it is our duty to do what we can. Uh, we primarily share the message of salvation one with another, but we are also very keen, all of us as Christians, to to meet all the needs of humanity. So Jesus he he provided physical healing. He pro- he provided food for the hungry, yes. uh, restoration to the outcast, uh, and so he was ministering in that holistic manner. And that's what we need to do. But you know, Nick, we can only do that when our hearts are calm, because you know when there's a panic happening, everyone's running around, you know, strangling each other and and hurting each other and running out of the building. And you know when there's a real panic going on, and we yes. just had uh, quite a severe earthquake. Mm-hmm. here in Australia, but it's nothing compared to what happens uh, in other places. But w- when people are no longer calm, then they are not able to solve the problem or to help anyone. They're just adding to the problem. Yes. That's why it's so vital that as we seek to minister the gospel of salvation and all the blessings and benefits of what Christ gives to us, mm-hmm. we need to do that in a cool, calm manner. Uh, we need to let not our hearts be troubled. Absolutely. And in this book, which I, I keep mentioning uh, today, Signs of Hope, uh, Alejandro Boulon, you know, the author of this book, tackles this uh, and other um, daunting question and um, discovers that the crisis in which we've found ourselves is itself a sign of hope pointing to the grand finale. The second coming of Jesus Christ, our Lord, yes. and how wonderful it is to have our eyes, you know, towards this event and not to be caught into all the things which are um, happening under our own eyes. Now, doesn't mean that, I mean, these things, they don't affect us. They will. And they, they are affecting us in many aspects. And I'm worried in a way, uh, David, about all the effects, you know, the um, 
mental state, you know, of, of so many people. You know, I heard about yes. that uh, even worse than the coronavirus. It could be the effect, the, the yes. trauma. My, my heart, Nick, goes out to any of the listeners who may be suffering through the situation we're in. Mm -hmm. uh, we have listeners, obviously, in Victoria and New South Wales who are doing it tough. Mm -hmm. um, New South Wales is really struggling. Uh, Victoria is also struggling, not, not as badly as New South Wales, but Victoria's had this perpetual lockdown, mm. and that's why people are just a, just a, really a breaking point. So my my heart and yours, Nick, no doubt goes out to those listeners who may be feeling that. What we've got to do here is just be calm, bring it to the Lord, commit it to God in prayer, and know that our, our light and momentary troubles mm. pale into insignificance to all of eternity, which God has laid out before us. Yes. So um, what, what's really happening is that uh, so many of us, without realizing, we have fallen into the materialistic trap mm -hmm. so that if I can't go and buy things or sell things or if I can't have the freedom that I might normally wish, then uh, a catastrophe comes upon me. Well, we, we need to get a grip here. And when, when the disciples were upset, Jesus told them to not be troubled, mm -hmm. but to trust in him because he's preparing a place. So we've got to look beyond the immediacy of the situation. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not in any way judging people and I'm not uh, putting them down, but I'm, I'm appealing to them in the Lord's name to, mm -hmm. to not let the hearts be troubled because we have a savior. Absolutely. We, we have a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We, we can call upon him for salvation. We can devote ourselves to him. We can worship him. And, Nick, there's nothing more valuable than worshiping God to bring calmness and serenity. Mm. If we, if we uh, many of us who are dealing with, with all sorts of situations, uh, you're probably dealing with them uh, in pastoral ministry and I'm dealing with them in various groups that, I, that I'm dealing with, uh, it is worshipping God that is the key to us becoming part of the solution rather than the problem. Yes. Because as we worship God through Jesus, we are calm, uh, we are, we're, we're made cool, calm, and collected uh, as a result of worshipping God. So I appeal to those protesters and others, just worship the Lord and Place your trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. All right. Now, that's a good uh, counsel, um, uh, David. Can I ask you this also, because we're mentioning here about the hope we have in Jesus Christ. And also we mentioned a bit earlier about the emotions, uh, because we act because of our emotions and feelings. Yes. Now, yes. Um, uh, what emotions did Jesus show? Well, uh, the whole range of emotions is seen by our Lord, and it's really quite uh, startling for us because we we often have a false picture of Jesus, but he knew how to be angry, mm. but it was a righteous anger, whereas my anger and yours, no doubt, is where we lose our temper. Now, mm. Jesus never lost his temper, but he was angry. It says in Mark's Gospel, Jesus looked around at them in anger, mm -hmm. uh, and you don't want to see the angry eyes of Christ. Right. But he was quite capable of anger, uh, and he he said at one point to his disciples, "You perverse and wicked generation, how long have I got to put up with you?" So he was hassled and harried by their behaviour, but he was always in control, and he never said the wrong thing, or he never said something that he shouldn't have said. Uh, and when 
he cleansed the temple. He plaited the whip and he drove out the animals and turned over the tables. But he wasn't out of control. He hadn't lost his temper. He was cool, calm and collected, even mm -hmm. though he was feeling uh, certain feelings because those are God-given feelings and he was fully human. So he felt things. He felt anger. He felt frustration. He felt uh, joy as well. And uh, he felt uh, compassion and he felt uh, agony at the suffering of others. And he, he sympathized with those. And when uh, his friend Lazarus had died, even though he knew that he was going to go and raise him from the dead, mm. uh, it says Jesus wept. It's the, uh, the short, shortest verse in the Bible. Two words, Jesus wept. Well, why did he weep? Mm. Because he felt empathy. Uh, and, and because he, 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 he thought about the sorrow of death that we brought upon ourselves, even though he knew <laughs> that he was going to raise Lazarus. So he, his heart wasn't troubled in that sense, but he, but he felt genuine emotions, but he didn't allow his emotions to shape his behavior mm. because uh, he, in, in fact, ultimately it says that he set his face resolutely towards Jerusalem as he went to his death. Uh, feelings are one thing, but his determination, his decision, his resolution, that's the important thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the key for us today as we think about uh, responding to his, his instruction that we not let our hearts be troubled. We, all of us, have to learn self-control. We, you know, we teach it to our children. <laughs> we, we ourselves have to learn that because we have to become agents of, of the gospel. Uh, the ambassadors of Christ representing him authentically mm -hmm. uh, and in the same way that he did not allow his emotions to control him, his behavior, even though he felt those genuine emotions, we too must learn to practice self-control and exhibit the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, etc. in the book of Galatians. Yes. And we need to be those who exhibit the, the love and justice of God. Yeah, I think you pointed out very well, David, there that, uh, you know, Jesus uh, was like us. You know, he um, experienced the, the same pressure, if you like, uh, from yes. the world, from, uh, you know, but he was in control. And this is the thing. We may not find ourselves in control, but if we ask Jesus to come in our lives and ask him to take control of our life, he will be victorious as he was exactly. through all those things uh, because uh, yeah too often we react or act um, in accordance with our feelings and emotions mm -hmm. uh, rather than uh, and Jesus always you know he, the way he reacted and you pointed out uh, the example you know um, is for the salvation of man for the yes. the good of people not for destruction and many times when we react or act uh, through the emotions, actually, in our mind, goes all the negative and the, the wrong things. And, yeah, that's very good lesson to learn. Hey, David, we are going to take another break here. And I'm going to, to play uh, an, another song. And that's called, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Amen. We'll be back with you shortly. Don't go anywhere.
Let your heart be troubled. We believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so. is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is David Lima from Family Voice Australia. And let not your heart be troubled. As uh, we heard that song also and we are talking today about this in the context of all the turmoil, all the um, conspiracy theories, because the uh, topic which we are uh, running these programs for the whole week is making sense of conspiracy theory. But God, Jesus, our Lord, he had a better uh, offer for us all to give us peace and uh, to trust in him because he's preparing a place for us all to be with him. Is that not right, David? Yes, exactly. That means that we have a tremendous eternal hope. And it means that we can, I can use the word transcend. We can transcend the situation that we're in. Mm. This doesn't mean to say that we are so heavenly minded that we're no earthly use. But it means that we 
uh, are not affected by what's going on. We're not being dragged down by the world. Mm. We are triumphing because Christ has triumphed over death. And if he can triumph over death, then he can triumph over anything. And because we are seated with him in the heavenly places, that means that we we're not dragged down by the temptations and the trials that are going on. Yes, we can we can feel feel certain emotions about what was going on. We mm. can be frustrated. Jesus was, but our resolution is another matter. You see, Nick, when Jesus says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled," that's an appeal not to how we feel, but to what we decide. Right. Let not your hearts be troubled. So it's up to me and you to decide to do that. And when we read about those fruits of the Spirit, which I've mentioned, which were in Galatians chapter 5, the last one in the list is self-control. And that relates to decisions because... Well, it's like, like the story of the fellow that was driving the car one day and he said that he wanted God to be in control. So he let go of the steering wheel and he crashed the car. And he went to court and the judge said, what happened? He said, oh, well, I wanted God to drive, so I let go of the steering wheel. Well, that is not self-control. Yes. See, that, that is not the fruit of the Spirit. There's no good blaming God for the crash. <laughs> this is a true story, by the way, Nick. It's mm. hard to believe. But Self-control relates, yes, it's it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, but it relates to my decisions to take seriously what it means to follow the Lord Jesus. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. And self-control in particular relates to the decisions that we make. So we need to live a disciplined and prudent life, and it's up to us whether we do that. Okay. No one's going to get us out of bed in the morning. You know, it's it's our choice. But we respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting, and we say, yes, I'm going to, in obedience to his leading, I'm going to control myself. I will love. I will be joyful. I will be peaceful. I'll be patient. I will be kind. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be faithful, gentle, and I'm going to exhibit self-control. Mm, that's wonderful, David. Thank you for uh, yeah sharing uh, in this way, you know, because you're right. I mean, uh, we have in our um, hands to say so, you know, the decision-making. Mm. You know, we, we can uh, access that and uh, we have responsibility. I think that's what, where you... Um, uh, you are heading, you know, we, we are not yes. just here um, to be, you know, to act chaotic, <laughs> you know, with no reason. Um, hey, David, uh, yeah, time is going um, uh, quickly and we have uh, maybe less than a, a quarter of an hour uh, for today. Uh, but let me ask you another question, if I can. What troubles are people experiencing in Australia today let's bring it home here i mean uh, this yeah. program goes uh, through the internet all over the world you know uh, but yeah let's share a few things which you think and or you may you know come across with yes. uh, people in australia yes well we we tend not to have the kind of natural disasters that we read about overseas you know mm-hmm. vol- vol- volcanic explosions we don't have any of those <laughs> in australia uh, we've recently had an earthquake, but no one was no one was killed. Whereas mm. in other parts of the world, you have uh, massive casualties through earthquakes, and we don't have people starving to death in Australia. Whereas you've got people going hungry in many parts of the world. Yeah. We've got our own problems here in Australia, but they are just as devastating. Mm. 
mm. because we we are one of the world leaders for youth suicide. It's incredible that in this peaceful and prosperous country that we've got this epidemic of youth suicide. Yes. What what is going on, Nick? What has gone wrong in our culture that that such a blessed and prosperous nation would have this terrible problem? And we've also got a, a real problem of family breakdown, which is so tragic. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I don't want to judge anyone in those situations, but I want to appeal to our listeners. Uh, any any listener who is um, at risk of throwing it in, whether it's their relationships or, or even their own life. God has a plan and purpose for each one of us. That's why he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust mm. in me, Jesus said. Now, if we would just turn to God in faith, then the problems that we face, and, and they are real problems, uh, don't get me wrong, they, these are real problems, but they, they suddenly take on a different light because of the light of Christ. And, and they begin to pale into insignificance when we see his significance. This is the key. We've got to recognize that God has a plan and purpose for each one of those listeners. Uh, and it is, our, it is our wonderful privilege to receive the gift of salvation. Uh, as, as the scripture says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when Peter was about to sink into the water, he cries out, Lord, save me Mm. it's just three words nick it's very simple lord save me and as we receive salvation from christ when we as we are rescued then in peter's case it was the waters raging around him about to engulf him suddenly he's delivered so there's tremendous hope for every one of our listeners no matter what situation they're in they may be ready to walk out on their husband or wife or ready to walk out on their family or ready even to harm themselves or take their own lives. Yeah. But no, let's call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Okay, that's very good. And David, I know you have on your heart and uh, through the ministry which you represent, you know, uh, Family Voice Australia, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, in many other circumstances in the world, you know, with troubles and um, whatever is natural disasters or uh, uh, political uh, unrest on whatever is um, people are uh, pulled together you know they can support each other but it's amazing that in uh, our country in Australia a free country with all the things which we need at hand we can uh, have a dysfunctional family yeah. and as you said even the rates of suicide you know in in a um, uh, teenagers and uh, not only um, that shows something that something is going on i mean wrong in the nucleus of society yes. which is family terribly terribly going wrong uh, and it's because we've turned our backs on god you know we we pride ourselves in australia now i was just looking at the national curriculum material before we started speaking mm. we we pride ourselves in saying that we're a multi-faith society or that we are a secular society well that's not the way i see it at all I recognize the foundational role of the Christian faith in our culture and the good things that we enjoy haven't grown on a tree. They've they've come as people have have placed their faith in God and they've let that faith shape their behavior. And I'm I'm, I'm deeply troubled, Nick, that we now pride ourselves in this this country, that we're a secular nation. We should be deeply ashamed of that because Mm. unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. 
And so what we need is people who are going to put their hand to the plough. They're going to do good works, but they're going to do so in the name of God and with his blessing. And if he were to take his blessing away, then if we think we've got troubles now, can you imagine how bad they would be? So uh, Christ, our Lord, is sustaining things by his powerful word. And it is so wrong for us to turn our back upon him and say, we don't need you somehow. We can do without you. We can manage without you. We can get by without you. It doesn't work that way. And it, it's so tragic that a, a nation that's been so blessed by the grace of God would increasingly be turning away from him now. So I do appeal to our listeners to turn in faith to Christ and to receive him both as Savior and Lord, which means that he's going to be the Lord of my life, the Lord of your life. Mm. And, and we will then have the Holy Spirit living within us, which is prompting us to exhibit that fruit. And as that, as that fruit is shared, then we, we have a message of hope to share with the world. Yes. Yes, absolutely. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are so thankful, uh, David, to our supporters, you know, and this time I just uh, played that jingle um, because uh, Adventist World Radio is supporting this uh, program and we are thankful to them. If you like to be part of um, this ministry, you can always um, visit our website, faithfm.com.au and um, if you are, you know, um, willing to support us, by all means, please just um, do that. We are also uh, giving every time we are giving away, you know, uh, a gift to you all, uh, all our listeners, because we uh, really uh, treasure our uh, audience. And this time is the Signs of Hope by uh, Alejandro Boulon. And um, he tackles uh, this and other uh, daunting questions and uh, discovers that the crisis in which we we've been found ourselves uh, is itself a sign of hope <laughs> uh, pointing to the grand finale the second coming of Jesus Christ and this book can be yours you just need to send uh, us a text message on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one with the code SA17 David, um, let's bring it together in few words. And I'm asking you uh, this uh, question to, to finish with. What are some of the ways we can better put our trust in God here in Australia? Uh, I say again, Nick, that when Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled, he wasn't saying try to feel differently. He was saying make decisions, make choices, make resolutions and keep them. It's a decision to love one another that we need is a decision to follow God. It's a decision to do what is good and right. Mm. And uh, when when Jesus said, "Do not let your hearts be troubled," he spoke about the future. That's our great hope. And then immediately after that, he said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." And that's the Christian message, Nick. I, and I do encourage our listeners. There are listeners perhaps out there who have not made a profession of faith in Christ. I encourage them to do that. Mm. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what a tremendous in invitation that is. As we think about the, the difficulties that are out there, we take them seriously, but we know that there is a far greater hope, which is the hope we have 
in Jesus, who said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Beautiful, David. Uh, really appreciating um, uh, yeah, your, um, your sharing today with us. Uh, and uh, we, we want to acknowledge that there, there are so many things going on today in our life, uh, in our private life, but also in the community. And we are part of these things. You know, we are not immune uh, as we are, you know, with, with this pandemic going through. We are not immune to what's happening in our neighborhood or, you know, in our town or in our country uh, right now. Uh, and I don't want to end in a, in a negative way, uh, David, but uh, uh, even the political world, it's going through some um, difficulties, you know, our minister, prime minister, you know, uh, uh, being in the United States and talking all those sensitive issues. Um, yeah. There, there is not hope in all these things. It seems like more and more every day we are just more concerned. I, I believe this advice from our Lord Jesus Christ, let not your heart be troubled. This is where we should put our whole heart in our attention. And um, David, how would you like, you know, just uh, to finish off, just to, again, I may ask you to pray uh, for our listeners and for ourselves uh, to experience that great hope, peace in our hearts. Yes, what we all need is for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to come into our hearts so that the fruit of the Spirit would flow through us and we'll be filled with uh, living water, which is Christ himself. Uh, Nick, there's a, a church in the Riverland, in Loxton, in fact, and they have those words from the Bible, from the book of Galatians, mm-hmm. written up in large letters right across the auditorium. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. And With those thoughts in mind, let me now pray for each of our listeners. Father, I thank you for this opportunity we've had today to explore the teachings of Jesus, who said, let not your hearts be troubled. And I do pray for each one of our listeners that they will heed that instruction and be determined by faith and by your grace and goodness to not be troubled in heart. And I do pray that each one of those listeners will turn to you in faith through Jesus No man comes to the Father but through him. We rejoice in that and we recognize Jesus as Savior and Lord. And it's in his name that we pray for the salvation of all of our listeners, that they will be able to transcend the material troubles and tribulations which are going on in our culture and be so full of peace and blessing, indeed the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And thank you for listening uh, today. Uh, Nick Rita and David Delima from Family Voice Australia, uh, we are very happy to have you with us, uh, inviting you to join us again when we are going to talk about uh, the church in an age of cultural change. Has culture changed the church? Well, that will be a good question uh, to tackle with to start the next program. Until then, may God richly bless you and have peace in your heart. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man 
that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth for in these things I delight. Loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.